Hey everybody, it's Jason McLaren. With this show, it's a disaster podcast. Today, my guest is Matt Payne. Matt Payne is with Minuteman Disaster Response, and I've known him for as an acquaintance for a couple of years now, and we've chatted back and forth during incidents, and just wanted to invite him to the show, introduce the audience to their organization, let them get a little chance to talk about it. So, Matt, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks, Jason. Glad to be on, and thanks for the opportunity to come on and share about about Minuteman. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so, yeah, how did you get into emergency management and get the calling to uh, get into Minuteman? Yeah, so for me, it uh, came about, I had uh, been in uh, full-time church ministry for a while as associate pastor at a couple of different churches, and uh, Minuteman started up in uh, 2011, 2012, and um, I was doing ministries and outreach type of work in my church, and uh, they said, hey, why don't you join Minuteman as a volunteer? And so I did, went to the CERT class with them uh, back in, actually, because we graduated early 2012 and started deploying with them and just uh, loved, as always, opportunity to get out and serve and and uh, even the adventure that kind of came through, through Minuteman and, um, you know, went down uh, serving, serving with them many times. And then the opportunity came about. Uh, for me to come on full time and, and take on the, the role as director back in 2015. So actually, this month I'm celebrating uh, five years as the executive director. Awesome. And so yeah, you kind of mentioned CERT and and what you guys do is are you guys a specifically just a CERT team or do you have any other any other no. operations? Yeah, actually we're we're not, and CERT isn't even part of our program anymore. Uh, you know, we kind of birthed out of the Joplin, Missouri tornado of 2011. And so some guys had gone down to deliver some supplies and saw you know, there's an opportunity to, to help out here in a different way than just bringing more stuff. And so um, not knowing really where to go, that's where it got started was through the, the fire department here, our local fire department and the CERT program. And it just grew from there. So CERT's not uh, part of our program per se any longer. Uh, we have people who are CERT members uh, in their communities, but we have our own own program. Uh, members join in on our relief team. It's the entry point um, has a basic online training that, that they go through. And that allows them to come out kind of days three, four, five and beyond of a disaster and help help families begin to kind of pick up the pieces and, and start putting putting things back together in their homes. Um, and then from there, our members can get more advanced training and go on to our response team where they get involved with search and rescue, uh, drone operations, uh, emergency radio communications, uh, even swift water rescue. We launched a swift water rescue team uh, last year. So a lot of different opportunities, um, but but I guess to answer your question, no, CERT is not a part of our program uh, any longer. Definitely. Is there any other operations in addition to what you just listed? Uh, that's really the the bulk of it. Uh, you know, we do uh, our training. We we do a lot of uh, third party certifications on the response side of things for our search and rescue is done through TEKS and uh, also through a National Association of Search and Rescue. Our Swift Water Rescue is a, a third-party uh, certification, uh, RTI, uh, out of New Braunfels, Texas. But then 
for our relief side, if they want to get additional training, we do uh, training programs around uh, Sawyer for chainsaw operations, as well as heavy equipment, how to operate a track loader. Um, but, uh, you know, for us, uh, I guess one part that I didn't mention is we also get out in track storms. And so even, even today, as we're looking at the forecast, uh, our organization is at what we call a response level four, which means we're gonna activate our operations center to monitor the weather. And then we have a team on standby to get out and actually be on those storms if needed. And that kind of allows us to be on the ground immediately to provide assistance if needed. And that's, uh, that's really uh, kind of uh, the tip of the spear for us. Um, so, so we do have, have that, uh, that team as well. And then that just kind of takes us on down the path. You know, this year we've already had two full deployments, one in West Monroe, Louisiana, following the Easter tornado outbreak. And then we uh, just got back uh, a week ago from on Alaska, Texas, down near Huntsville, uh, where they had an EF3 go through there and do some, some pretty major damage. Um, but a lot of different skill sets. And I think, you know, when we arrive on scene somewhere um, and check in with the incident commander, staging, whomever, whoever we might come in contact with, we submit to them our resources and just make it available to them and just say, hey, you know, we're here on a volunteer basis. All of our equipment, manpower, all these things are, are free for you to use if you choose to use them. Um, we're, we're not the type of organization that's going to come in and say, here's how you need to, to run your operation for your community but we're more to say, hey, here's a whole nother toolbox of tools that maybe you didn't have available uh, for your community, and now you do. And so how would you like to use them? And so uh, that could be wide area search, it could be drone operations, communications, you know, and then from there we begin uh, deploying in, you know, physical resources, uh, equipment, uh, based on what that community asks for. Yeah, and when, when I heard about Minuteman, I went on y'all's website, and I like how y'all have the the impacts, and you, you have a map that shows everywhere y'all have deployed, and you can kind of get a background of what you, get of, what you guys have done and what your experience is, so it's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, as of, uh, well, I guess now we're at 21 full deployments uh, since we since we got started with this. Last year, we had four full deployments. And then we have a lot of smaller operations throughout the year that we assist with um, search for missing individuals or uh, cold case. We were actually called out uh, by a sheriff's department uh, up in Northeast Oklahoma last year to work alongside the FBI dive team and provide some, uh, some logistical support to a cold case search up there. And so if we have the resources and the ability to do something that's outside of disaster, we'll often do that as well, just to, to lend a hand and, and be a part. Definitely the, the non-emergency stuff, uh, it, you know, I think is some of the best learning experiences because you, it's a low stress environment. Um, so you can practice all your skills and not be uh, in that life or death type situation. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. It gives you opportunity to, to plan a little bit more as well. You know, uh, hurricanes, obviously you, you see them coming and so you can, you can kind of plan your attack in the coming days. Uh, tornadoes, not so much, you know, you, you wake up one day and you see a, a heightened uh, uh, situation or, you know, it may even be forecasted for a low day and then 
next thing you know, it, it changes. So you got to be able to move quickly. Uh, but you're right, those non-emergency type situations are a great opportunity to serve and, and to learn. Definitely. So with all that, what are your biggest challenges and how can people assist? Uh, I know you guys are a nonprofit, so how, what's your biggest needs? Sure. As with any nonprofit, obviously the financial side of things is always a, a big need. And here we are uh, today, you know, in the midst of the, the COVID pandemic and, and that affects so many businesses and individuals. It affects nonprofits as well. And uh, for us, we were scheduled at the end of March to have our annual uh, fundraising gala, which funds our operating expenses for the year. And with all the restrictions that were put in place, we had to cancel that. And so uh, financially, you know, things are a little tighter in 2020. Uh, we feel, feel like we can, you know, tighten up the purse strings and make it through. But finances are always a need for, for any nonprofit. And then the other piece is volunteers. And um, when we go into community, we tell them a couple things. One, uh, we're coming in self-sufficient. We bring in our own showers and restrooms, our own housing, our own command posts, all of these things we bring in. Um, and we're going to be there as long as there's work to be done and we've got people to do the job. And so uh, I often equate volunteers as uh, the same as the, the gas in the gas tank of your car. Once those start running low, then you've got to figure out, you know, what your, what your strategy is there. So um, we're always looking to, to add volunteers uh, to our rosters. Right now, we serve four states, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, and Louisiana. And with that, we have about 180, 185 uh, team members uh, on our roster. So always are looking to, to expand that, though, and, and bring, on, bring on new volunteers. Awesome. And so if they want to volunteer, how can they find you guys? Yeah, it's just minutemanresponse.org, or you can find us, of course, on all the social media channels. It's just Minuteman Team. But our website's minutemanresponse.org, and um, all the information's on there about how to join. The process begins online uh, from the application and a background check we do on, on everyone. All goes through an online process. Uh, the training and everything is is right there. So and then once you get started, we get you – you know, the uniform pieces that you need and uh, get you set up to deploy. Really, you know, we've made quite some advancements because in 2017, the process of, of being and becoming a member, uh, even at the basic level, was a couple of month process. It's very manually driven. Now it's very automated. And so really for a person that's driven to do it in about 24 to 48 hours, they can be completely ready to deploy and, uh, and serve as a, as a basic member on our relief team. That's awesome. Even paid paid organizations aren't that expedient. So that's awesome. Yeah, we're we're real proud of our team. We've got an amazing leadership team that's just driven and passionate about the organization and their level of ownership that they've taken is is pretty pretty amazing uh to think that's from a volunteer standpoint. Definitely. Well Matt, thanks for coming on the show. Thanks for telling us about the organization. Yeah, Jason, thanks for the opportunity. I uh, certainly enjoyed it. Thank you. And I hope some people some reach out to you. Absolutely. This episode is brought to you by jasonmclaren.com. This is my firm founded by me, the Air Force veteran, offering an extensive range of emergency preparedness and safety experience and need-inspired solutions for healthcare, houses of worship, and education.